Welcome to Significance. Your host, Darren Kittleson, is an entrepreneur, business coach, professional speaker, and author. In this podcast, Darren embarks on a quest to tell the stories of people who made a difference in the world. It may have been a conscious decision, one of faith, or perhaps without even really thinking about it. Our guests have taken some action to help others in a way that left an impact. So for the next 20 to 30 minutes, Darren will share those stories with you. His intention is to spur you into positive action as well. Thanks for listening to Significance, the action of filling the space between the dash on our tombstone. And today I have a real special guest, and I'm so excited. Uh, my guest today is a, a gentleman named Greg Jones. He's the president and CEO of Dave Jones, Inc., uh, which is a business here in Madison, Wisconsin. They specialize in plumbing, HVAC, electrical, framing, fire protection services, and installation in both residential and commercial settings. So that's that's Greg's professional uh, bio. And, and yet today what I really wanted to talk about is something that he began working on, I believe, maybe two or three years ago, and he's got just an amazing story of what they've been able to accomplish in that short time. So I'd like to say welcome, Greg, and thanks for being uh, on the podcast today. Yeah, great to talk to you. Thank you for having me. And, you know, to get started today, I just thought if you could give us maybe a little background about who you are, um, and maybe that could lead into uh, the topic we're really going to cover from a, from a significance perspective. Sure. So as you mentioned, I'm, I'm president and CEO of Dave Jones Incorporated. It's a second generation family business. Um, my dad started the business in 1977. Um, so we're in our 41st year and, and, uh, just always been a part of it. And, and, uh, my sister and I, Holly, are partners in the business and, and, uh, just continuing that legacy. And, and what's always been important to us, um, as far back as I can remember is that, Business is not just about the numbers. It's not just about profitability. It's about being a good steward to your industry and your, your communities and, and leaving the legacy. And I think that, you know, we all have a responsibility to do that. And, um, so that's kind of taken us down the road. Um, and it's something that's very important to us and very important to our employees. You know, and how, how did that all begin? Was that something that started uh, before you stepped into this role, or is it something you brought to the role? You know, I think it's something that was always important to my dad growing up. I think that with our growth, you know, when I started with the business full-time in 1999, we had 20 employees. Um, and today we have over 500. So I think as you grow, you you become more aware of the things that are going on around you in your community and you have more opportunities and more ability to be able to give back. And so I think that while it's always been important, we've just had the ability to do a lot more in the last 10 years than you before. Got it. And so, you know, so if I heard this correctly, as, as the business grew and, and quite frankly, probably became more profitable, there was more opportunity from a profit perspective, there was that draw to, to look at ways to give back. Would that be a fair statement? Correct. Yep. Yeah, awesome. And and I, I know you're involved in a lot of organizations, including, um, uh, including you know, uh, In Business Magazine named you. That's one of our local publications here in southern Wisconsin, one of the 40 under 40 for Rising Star. 
your family business of the year, you were named uh, you National Plumbing Contractor of the Year. Also, um, you are sit on the board of directors for uh, a number of other organizations. And the one I wanted to really kind of talk about today was the work you've been doing with the Cystic Fibrosis uh, Organization. And I'm just wondering if you could give me a little backstory as to what drew you to look at that organization. Yeah, so this one hits close to home. Um, I have, uh, I'm married, my wife Tracy, and we have three kids, and they're 12, 8, and 4. And our four-year-old has cystic fibrosis. Um, so when we, um, when he was born a little over four years ago, we found out nine days later that he had been diagnosed with CF. And, and like many others, we didn't really know what that was. And I was out of town and traveling back. And You know, Greg, I'm going to stop for a second. I'm losing audio. I don't know if you've moved or if something happened speaker-wise. No, I'm still here. Okay, that's good. Again, so uh, let's just stop for a second. We're going to edit that spot. Okay. All right, and uh, so maybe start again, uh, if you could, with me about, uh, you know, what drew you to um, being involved with Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Sure, yeah. So this one hits really close to home. Uh, we found out uh, four years ago, our, our youngest son, you know, I married my wife, Tracy, and I have three kids, um, 12, 8, 4. And our youngest son, Michael, um, was born, and we found out nine days later, um, we received a phone call and that he was diagnosed with, with cystic fibrosis. And, and like many other people, you know, we've heard of CF, but we didn't really know what it was. And so the journey began that day. Um, to, to find out, you know, first, what is CF? And, you know, in this day and age, the first thing you do is you Google it, right? And, and sure. The things that you read are not pleasant, and it's really the worst nightmare as a parent. You know, you'd rather have something wrong with yourself than you would your child, you know, any day of the week. And and so to read that, you know, you feel pretty helpless. And the, the first thing you do is, you know, you take a little time to mourn, you know, and to and it's okay to be sad, and it's okay to wonder why. And um, but from there, then you have to get your arms around it, and you have to determine first of all, you know, what can we do to support Michael? You know, uh-huh. What can we do to to provide him every ounce of support that we can to allow him to live the fullest, healthiest, happiest life possible? But then you you know you look a step forward, and we're, we're fortunate. Very fortunate we know that to have, you know, with Dave Jones Incorporated and with all the people that support our business, we have the ability to do more than that. To not just support Michael, but to support the entire CF community. And so once we got our arms around it from a personal standpoint, it was how can we make a bigger impact? And that's really what set us down. Now, so uh, for the listeners who may not be familiar with cystic fibrosis, because it isn't one um, here in the U.S. we hear about very often. I know there's some other parts of the world where it seems to be um, affecting a bigger part of the population. What is the what is that um, disorder, and, and and how does it manifest itself? Sure. So it is. It's a very rare disease. There's only about thirty thousand people in the United States that have it and only about 100,000 people in the world that have it. So it, it's very rare. And it's a, it's a life-threatening genetic disease. Uh, it causes lung infections, 
um, your ability to breathe, um, and your ability to digest um, food and nutrients. And so ultimately, the large risk of CF is that you know, the mucus in a, a CF patient is thicker than what you and I have, and it doesn't allow the mucus to flow through your system, through your body, like it does in a normal setting. And, and so it, it leaves you much more prone to lung disease. Uh-huh. It's really important to keep um, the lungs as clear as we can. And even a common cold for someone with CF is a much bigger deal than you and I. You and I get a cold and we know we've got a cough in a few days, we have to take additional steps, whether it be antibiotic because the risk is just so Yeah, and you know, so I appreciate you sharing that. So um because it is, like you said, it's, it is a rare disease and, and yet it's, it's so impactful on both the, the child and the parents. So from that, you know, you, you decided, cause I think some of the things, you know, if we have, any of us would have a child with something like that, we might just go internal, right? And say, and you said that, you, you know, your first order is to make sure he can live the best life possible. And yet you chose to do something more. And, and you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing from a fundraising standpoint for CF? Sure. So the way we've looked at this from day one is not why me, but instead why not me? You know, and because we feel like we're very fortunate, you know, and Tracy's able to stay home and take care of Michael full time. I can't imagine what it would be like if she couldn't. And again, with us having the business and the ability to help others, it's more of a why not us and, and how can we help? And and so we spent the first year or two figuring this out and learning about the foundation and learning about the impact that the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation is having. And it's pretty dramatic. I mean, if you look back even 20 years ago, someone with CF um, oftentimes didn't survive until elementary school. So, today, so you know, I just life- want to make sure everyone heard that. I mean, so it wasn't that long ago that the expectation for life was just to age, what, uh, 12 maybe? Yeah, at, at the most, really. Um, even less than that, probably seven or eight. Wow, okay. And, and they've done amazing things, and, and the medicine and the treatments and the awareness around the disease has come so far. And the life expectancy right now is around 40, but even that is, is growing and, and going higher every year. And, and with finding out just nine days later that Michael had it and allowing us to start treat, to start medication right away and to know the best steps to take care of him, uh, we expect Michael to live a very long and full life, and we're very thankful for that. And so as we got more comfortable with how to take care of Michael and what the foundation is doing, we realized, like with many other organizations, the best way to help them was to raise money for them uh-huh. um, so they would have more resources to do what they're doing because they proved that they're highly qualified and able to do it. And so they've held uh, golf fundraisers in Milwaukee for a number of years. And, okay. And uh, a friend of mine and I attended that golf outing, and and we loved the format, and we, we saw, you know, that it raised around $100,000 for the foundation, and we were excited about it. And there was really not anything in Madison being done 
on that level to raise money for the foundation. And, you know, we love to golf and, and we have a lot of friends and contacts and we said, you know, why not us? Why can't, why can't we put together an, an Audi? And so we reached out to the foundation and, and ran the idea past them and said, and they said, well, you know, we want you to take the lead on this. We want you to put it together. You know, we're very thankful that you're doing it. And they took kind of a passive approach to it. Which when you say passive, what do you mean? Uh, when they So we really handled everything except for the collection of the money. We okay. handled booking the event, the invites, the prices, everything. We handled all of that ourselves. And really the only role that the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation played was collecting the money on the day of the event and before the event. So do you think part of that was they thought, okay, here's, you know, here's a guy in Madison passionate about what we're doing and helping, yet probably going to start pretty small? I do. I, I think that was part of it, and I don't blame them. You know, I think that oftentimes they probably have people reach out who say, hey, we want to donate to the cause and we want to do a, whatever it may be, a kickball tournament or a, a lunch fundraiser, and those are all great things, and I'm not trying to minimize that, but they have limited resources themselves, and so they have to be careful where they use their resources too. So we were we were very supportive of that, uh, and I think it allowed us to probably move quicker okay. and be more agile, and I think that is a big reason why we've had success right out of the gate. So what's interesting about that, though, and I, and I love that, that, that part of the story you're sharing with us because I think sometimes, well, first off, you know, you shared kind of the history of your company and uh, what your father started and then what you and your sister Holly have been able to build from 20 employees in 1999 to over 500 tells me that you're a guy that doesn't do anything small. <laughs> so, you know, so that would be an indication. So so tell us about the first event because you've had two of these now, right, two years in a row. Is that correct? We have, yep. So our first event was in June of 2017, and and really we got started on it I would say in February of 2017 with, you know, we started with our network. We went out to our friends and our business partners and, and all of that and just said, hey, here's the deal. You know, we, I told the story about my son and we said this is important to our family and to Dave Jones Incorporated. And it's an opportunity to get everybody together and have a great day and at the same time donate a lot of money to a great cause. And and you know we've we've never done anything like this before. We're we're complete rookies, and and so we we put together a, a small committee of people that could help plan the event. And and the question came up one day. It was, hey, you know, what is our goal? How much are we trying to raise? And sure, sure. I don't know. I mean, how about a hundred thousand? And everybody kind of laughed. And we said, okay. And we moved on. And and so when we reached out, we reached out to people like First Business Bank and M3 Insurance to start because we knew we needed big names in our area that would provide credibility to what we're doing. And I think they thought that maybe I was nuts um, to think that we would raise 100000 in our first year, and that's okay. I think it's always good to aim big, mm-hmm. but on board immediately. And, and that was important. That was really important to get us started and for me to be able to go to the rest of the sponsors. And, and not a single one said no. Um, everybody jumped on board. And so we ended up, before the event even started, that day we had raised over $100,000. So did you have to change your goal? <laughs> we did not. You know, at that point, 
you know, we were so deep into it. It's like, well, let's see how much we can raise. And, and that's kind of when the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, I think, really looked at it and said, wow, this is something that's bigger than we thought it could be. Um, and it was something we were very proud of. And we got through the day and the final count came in and it was $230,000 in our first year. So $230,000 raised in the first year of doing this. Yep. And um, you had about less than about four months to put it together. Correct. And a big reason why that happened was we knew from the start that our company was going to cover all the expenses. So that's why we laughed about a goal, right? Because we knew that at the end of the day, even if it was a complete flop, we were going to provide money to the foundation because mm-hmm. there were no expenses to offset. Our company paid for the golf, the food, the drinks, the giveaways, everything. And so that really gave us a big leap into the day. So every sponsorship dollar, every golf dollar, silent auction, live auction, every dollar that's brought in goes directly to the cause. Yeah. So here's what I'm curious about. You said you put a committee together. Was that internally within the company or was it more external, internal and external to the community? It was mostly internal. Um, Ken Krzyzewski, the president of Hockman Construction, him and his wife have been very important in, in doing this. And so they were on the committee. And then it was myself and my wife and then two people internally from Dave Jones who could handle a lot of the, the day-to-day managing of the events and the invites and the RSVPs and that was our video. So, you know, what I'm curious about, um, so that was your first year. So you had high success at 230000 raised. Year one, 100% of that going right to the CF Foundation. Um, and then this past June, you did the event again, correct? We did. And how did that turn out? So, yeah, the pressure was on. You know, when you raise $230,000 your first time and you call in a lot of favors to make that happen, um, we knew there wasn't a ton of room for improvement there. Um, you, we also wanted the day, it was very important to us that it's a day that people want to come back to. And so from a golf standpoint, if you put too many people on the golf course and it takes too long to play, people are not going to want to come back. So we limited it from the first year of 144 golfers, and we had that year one. So the opportunity for us to then raise more money the following year could not come from the golfers. It had to come from other things like the auctions and sponsorships and things like that. And so, again, we started out right after the holidays, and we, we started out by reaching out to our original sponsors and saying, hey, you know, we're going to do it again. Um, we're not going to raise the sponsorship fees. We would love to have you back. And every single one came back. We didn't lose any of them. That's fantastic. <laughs> we filled up the 144 golf spots in, I think, three days is what it took to do that. And so we ended up raising $237,000 this year. So in, in two years, we've almost reached half a million dollars for the foundation. And that and 100% of that went right to the foundation, again, as I heard you correctly, right? 100% of it. Yeah, unbelievable. So what's planned for the future? <laughs> That's the next question. Um, again, we are, we're focused on making it a great event, first and forward. First and foremost, so we actually have some goals of how we can have people maybe spend a little bit less time there, um, a little bit more enjoyable format, and the opportunity to raise money would be through 
a few more creative sponsorships that we know that we could do and improving our live auction and our silent auction. Um, so I would imagine that our goal um, for next year will be right around the two hundred and thirty to $250,000 mark. You know, we have thought about, you know, how do we make this bigger? And there's ways to do that. I mean, we could have two sets of golfers on that day, you know, 144 could tee off in the morning and 144 could tee off in the afternoon. But at the end of the day, we want this thing to have longevity. And I don't believe that maximizing every dollar is the best thing that we could do for the long term. And, and people are really busy, as you know. I mean, there's, we're always getting calls of please come to this event or please donate to this cause. And so we're very aware of that. And sure, so sure. We don't want to be the, the people that are calling every few months saying, you know, we talked about maybe doing another event. It could be a concert or a sporting clays event or whatever it may be. And, and we've really avoided that at this point. Um, we're very proud of the money we've raised. And we, in this case, we don't believe that necessarily trying to double it every year or something like that is in the best interest of what we're trying to accomplish. And so I think that with what we're doing, we're raising a lot of awareness. We're raising a lot of money. Um, we want to be grateful for, for what we've accomplished and, and make sure we don't take it too far. Well, and if my math is correct, in, in a four-year period, you're on target to raise over a million dollars directly to the CS Foundation. Is that That's our goal. You know, the pace we're on right now, we'd be a little bit short of that. But if we can make some uh, continued improvements, I think that that's a, a realistic goal. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, question for you. If, if I was someone listening to this and feeling a little inspired, what would you say is the, the step to get started, If whatever the organization is or whatever you wanted to have an impact with? I think it's important to learn more about the cause that you want to support. You know, if it's a foundation, you know, meet with the members of the foundation, learn what they're working on and what their passion is and what they're trying to accomplish. And because it might not always be money, you know, we're involved in other organizations as well. And it's not always about the money. Sometimes it's about, hey, can you help us get people to an event? Mm-hmm. You donate supplies. Um, it's not always about the money. So I think it's important to learn what would best benefit them before you jump into the business. And then would it be fair to say, don't think small? I think that's very fair to say. I don't think it ever hurts to have a, a big goal, you know. We set the goal of $100,000 the first year, but you have to be willing to fail. And if we would have raised 50000 it was still $50,000 that they didn't have before, and we would have looked at it that way. Um, so I don't think there's ever, whether it's in business or in life, it's never bad to shoot big. I, and I love that, and I, and I know about that about you. And I remember hearing you tell the story of your first outing, which was really impressive and not surprising. So as we kind of wrap up our conversation this morning, I'm sure someone listening is probably wanting to know, and I am too, how's Michael doing? Michael's doing great. You know, we're very fortunate. If you saw Michael, you would never know that he has CF and and the challenges that he deals with. But he is a a lively, energetic, fun kid, and, and he's been, you know, knock on wood, he's been very healthy so far. We've been very fortunate. And, uh, my wife is a saint and she, she spends, so much time um, making sure that we're caring for Michael the best that we can and, and making sure that we never miss a therapy. Um, it, we do therapies with him a minimum of two times a day, and we've never missed one since he was born. 
it doesn't matter if we're traveling. It doesn't matter if it's one o'clock in the morning. Um, and, and he's doing great, and we couldn't be happy. So really, that just becomes part of the daily routine, doesn't it? As as especially since knowing from nine days of age that that was you know what he was going to deal with in his life. You know, so Greg, here's the thing I, I just want to say is first, thank you so much. And I, I love that you shared this story because I, I, I know that for a lot of the folks listening, there could be an opportunity where they may be holding back, where they could really make a difference. And, and for your organization to go out and raise as much as you have in just these first, uh, two years, I, I think is inspiring. And hopefully for some of the folks listening, that'll be the same thing. Um, if, if anyone had questions or maybe they wanted to be part of this, be a, a donor for you, is there a way that they can reach out? Yeah, they can reach out to me anytime. Um, also, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation has a, an absolutely great website if they wanted to visit cff.org. Um, but if you wanted to provide my contact info as well, I'd be happy to answer anybody's questions or let them know how they can get involved in our event next June. And that's awesome, Greg. And we will we'll post that right below uh, this recording on the landing page of the website, so they can always click on that if they want to. And then, you know, really what makes it all happen is the fact that you're able to, to run a thriving business. And so I would also say to anyone listening, if they have any plumbing, HVAC, electrical needs, anything whatsoever in the southern part of Wisconsin, because I believe you're not only in Madison, you're over into the Milwaukee market as well. Isn't that correct? Correct. That they should look out for uh, and reach out to Dave Jones Inc. and there should be opportunity that way as well. Uh, so with that, Greg, I just want to say thank you so much. I love that you spent a few minutes with us today, and and ideally, uh, you know, your story could inspire others. And and uh, and again, thank you for all that you're doing as well. So thanks for that, Greg. Thanks, Darren. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and found the inspiration to make a difference in our world as well. You can subscribe to future podcasts by clicking the subscribe button on this episode's page. If you have an idea for a guest, please contact Darren at the email address you'll also find on the page. You've been listening to Significance, the action of filling the space between the dash on your tombstone.